Welcome to the Carry On Couple Podcast with Ryan and Katrina. This is our podcast about our adventures and how we make life magical. We're going to tell you all about how we travel the world on a tight budget and still make it awesome. We can't say that our way will work for everybody, but we want to share our experiences with you so that you might be able to have your own travel adventures. And if you're listening, we want you to know that you and I, we're in a club now. The Carry On Club. Episode 40! The 40th. Last week on Carry On Couple Podcast, we finally make it to the end of our honeymoon series. Hope you all enjoyed following along our adventures through Asia. This week, we're bringing you scary stories and haunted travel destinations in the spooky Halloween edition of the Carry On Couple Podcast. Take it away. Okay, so like we said... We're doing a spooky version. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that uh, that music you hear is, and uh, maybe you might hear some some noises and stuff. Those <gasps> will be going throughout the entire thing. If it's annoying, sorry. Too bad. Um, <laughs> because this is spooky time. Uh, we got a couple of stories here. Um, actually, you know what? Do we want to do the one we recorded with Taylor first? Yes. Okay. So. Uh, fair warning, we went to a couple different studios for this, some of them more echoey than others, so <laughs> uh, first we're going to meet up with uh, Taylor. So we are talking about spooky things, right? Spooky. And pretty much the person who loves the spookiest stuff we know is here with us in this room, so we wanted to and ask some... And it's not some, me. And it's not... <laughs> it's not Katrina. Oh, little did you know that Katrina's super into spooky horror creepy stuff. Right. I live for it. Yeah, no you don't. Uh, <laughs> so, so Taylor, why... What, what are some things that you do that are... That are spooky. Have you done any like haunted things or anything? Or? Uh, things that I do that are spooky. Well, I think the most terrifying thing that I have to do uh, is my laundry. But <laughs> that's true. The, I can eat you alive. It, There's so much laundry. It forever haunts me every day. But um, I, I do it. So Halloween time is my favorite time of year. And for me, Halloween starts in August. And it typically kicks off with a super awesome convention in Southern California called Midsummer Scream. Uh, they host at the Long Beach Convention Center. And it kind of gives you a nice little sampling of what Southern California, Los Angeles haunt goers can expect for the upcoming season. So so it's like a sneak peek of haunting yeah, haunt stuff? Yeah. Okay. A lot of times the major theme parks will come out uh-huh. um, or the independent home haunts or some of the local immersive theater companies. They'll come and they'll do... Um, They'll either have like a small walkthrough in what's called the Hall of Shadows, where it's like, imagine a a theme park maze, but Mm -hmm. only about five minutes worth of it. So they'll come build something, and that is probably, if you're looking for spooky things in summer, that's probably the best thing you can go to. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. Okay, so you said a few things that... I understand, but I don't know if everyone will understand what we're talking right. about. Okay. So let's talk a little terminology. So you said immersive theater. Yes. So describe. Sure. So immersive theater. Okay. Imagine that you're going to like a, a Broadway play and you're, you know, usually you sit in a seat and the play is performed before you, right? Mm-hmm. So an immersive theater, um, imagine that you are a character within the play. You are walking through scene to scene, and it usually takes place in some sort of 
um, either a, a warehouse building that somebody rents out or sometimes even like a house that, that companies turn into a production. So you are now part of the show and characters are interacting with you directly. Sometimes it's as little as just guiding you through the story from space to space and other times it can get real physical and you are <laughs> you're getting shoved against walls and blindfolded and tossed down creepy stairwells like you never know what's going to happen when you go to these things. I have the best seat in the house because I'm watching Katrina's <laughs> reactions to this. Horrible. <laughs> Her facial expressions are great. That's, that's great. Um, that, that sounds pretty intense. Okay, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. You said that. Um, I think I said home haunt. Home maybe. haunt. Yeah, yeah, home yeah, haunt yeah. Which, I mean, seems seems pretty self-explanatory, but so home haunt is is kind of, yeah what it says. So a lot of um, families or organizations will want to build a, a haunted house, and it usually only runs for a, sh- a shorter period of time, like maybe the weekend or of or before Halloween, and it's it's a haunted house or some sort of experience that's built at their house, and there's. You know, as simple as the little ones built in tarp tents that you see trick-or-treating. Or mm-hmm. some oh, people yeah. have actually built, like, um, a haunted mansion-type trolley track where, like, you get in a dune what? buggy. Oh, that's pretty and cool. And it goes through their house. I haven't been on one of, like, the dune buggy ones, that but I've been in I've been cool. in one of, like, the home haunt ones. That was back in high school for me, yeah. though. When yeah. we were little and we'd go trick-or-treating, there was this one house that... Okay, you could do a walkthrough of their whole house, and they used to be in movies, and they'd set out a bunch of props. And... That was something, and I used to, my mom and I were so mean, we would tell my little brother, (laughs) we would tell my little brother that he needed to get a lot of candy because the witch was going to come after Halloween to get him, and she wanted him fat. (laughs) (laughs) And and he he went so scared, he didn't want to trick or treat at some point. Oh my gosh. I know, it was so bad. And then we would, um, but when we got to the one house that you could walk through, he always wanted to go there because it wasn't, like, some of the, they had, like, one or two rooms that were, like, really, like, kind of scary, but the rest of it was kind of, like, there would be, like, really cutesy Halloween stuff, and then Mm -hmm. it kind of got, like, worse, depending on where you went. (laughs) So we would, like, just do, like, the cutesy bits and, like, a little bit of, like, the, I don't know, spoopy, sort of, like, it's almost scary, and then we'd leave, but we did that for, like, years growing up. And then we were so. I actually like, tried to take Ryan there. Um, Did you? Yeah, but not for Halloween. I tried to take you for Christmas. They did oh. another thing for Christmas, uh, but they had moved. They sold. Oh, and they you left. did try and to tell. Yeah, so I remember you tried to take me to that one. Because it was one of those places where people would come and like line down the block. They'd mm-hmm. like have tables set outside where they'd sell like cocoa and popcorn and like Aww. they would do that for like the month of October and then they'd take a break and then like after Thanksgiving, they'd start up for Christmas and they do like a whole month for Christmas. It's crazy. We had a house like that in my hometown called Deacon Dave's. He was um, (laughs) a deacon at the local Catholic church and he does his house in thousands of lights. Like Like the Griswolds. Yeah, essentially. So, and it's a, it's a huge, like it is a Livermore landmark. Deacon Dave's every (laughs) Christmas. And the line usually wraps like all yeah. the way through the neighborhood. You could be waiting for forty-five minutes, but there are people that sell hot cocoa and popcorn. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we're we're you're taking us off I'm the sorry. rails we're here going into to Christmas. Christmas. We were time. talking about house haunts. Yeah, yeah. There's my experience with a house haunt. We're doing Christmas stuff. Well, they did Christmas stuff too. Okay. We're just giving you guys content for. for <laughs> so, uh, you you love these haunts and everything. I do. And I well, when when you say a haunt, mm-hmm. that's another definition. Maybe like a haunt is just. Like 
A hunt? Or would you just, yeah. A hunt is really, I would describe it as anything that's uh, an, any type of immersive experience where I say immersive theaters as more of those, um, you really become the character and actors are interacting with you a little bit more. But even like mazes at Universal Studios or okay. Great America right. or Knots, like those are still um, immersive They're considered, experiences. Yeah, and yeah, they would consider those haunts. You're not just watching okay. <clears throat> unfold. You're right, you're walking through and, and even though you you're most of the time just walking through like you're still being like immersed in in a, mm-hmm. in, a in a show in a spectacle gotcha yeah what's the furthest you've traveled for a haunt the furthest i've traveled for a haunt um so i'm trying to think i don't want to forget anything but i did go to vegas one okay. time um, for what's called, it's by a company called Freakling Brothers. And they have this haunt called Trilogy of Terror. <laughs> and it's kind of like, it's not on like the strip. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, Freakling Brothers Tower, what was it? Trilogy of Trilogy Terror? Trilogy of Terror. Oh my. And <laughs> keep going. <laughs> it's called the Trilogy of Terror because they have three uh, haunted houses there. And two of them are kind of your typical, like, they build it um, and has, you know, animatronics and actors and and more of your, like, you'd find this at Universal Studios or some sort of theme park type of thing. A little bit more extravagant because they have, like, all this flat land in Vegas to build on. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But, and and they really, they really have great quality there. That's why people will travel to go, or they'll travel to Vegas to see these haunts. But then the third one is called Gates of Hell. And this Obviously. one, <laughs> this one, I want to say, if I remember correctly, and uh, you can correct me later if necessary, I think you have to be at least 17 to go in. Um, you have to sign a waiver. Of course. Because in this one, the actors do touch you. Hmm. Um, they Nope. Octrain <laughs> <laughs> is already out. <laughs> Our Vegas experiences in October will be very different. Um, but yes, they can't touch you. And um, oh gosh, I don't want to give any spoilers, but there, there are there are parts that will. And I choose my words carefully here. There are parts that will literally shock you as you walk oh, through. So that's um, intense. It's a little more extreme so it's like getting out of my car i get shocked every time getting out of my car imagine that but like a hundred times i might be exaggerating like 50 times (laughs) that's still oh (laughs) that's pretty pretty nice so vegas is the first furthest you've gone uh for specifically to go to a haunted experience yeah Um, Yeah, because i know a lot of people like travel they find places to it's it's kind of like uh like the people that that love going on uh going to theme parks and stuff they find or like music festivals or something like once you've done all the stuff nearby if you Mm -hmm. want to do something new Mm -hmm. your options are usually to go somewhere else or hope something new shows up you know i said vegas because i'm thinking out of state but i guess technically from where we are here in orange county you've done something san francisco it would be a little bit further yeah well definitely would be further yeah yeah i have gone to san francisco without leaving the state (laughs) without leaving the state we're just a very long state a long state (laughs) we are a long we are a long we are a long state yeah um yeah i went to san francisco a few years ago uh, a company called Blackout Experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably one oh. of the more extreme. I remember you telling oh, me about yeah, this. Oh yeah, you told us about this one. Yeah. So that's another experience. Um, they hosted it at um, oh gosh, what's it called? It's in San Francisco. The Kink. Is it called Kink? 
It might be called Kink. It's um, they used to film a lot of porn there. Anyways, the warehouse. With thing that works. name, I never would have guessed. What? No way. I think that's. I think that's what it's called. Um. Anyways, a warehouse. It was. It was essentially a, a warehouse at that point, kind of meant to look like a dungeon, and so Blackout Experience uh, rented it out, and they did a. They did one of their experiences uh, during Halloween season, a few years ago, and that one is probably one of the higher extreme levels of haunts because actors touch you but they really touch you hmm. um i remember i went with my friend jeff and granted he's been through many experiences by blackout so they he they really know him there and um somebody and the owner who jeff is familiar with put a plastic bag over his face sealed it tight so he couldn't breathe and was like whispering like taunting things in his ear until hell no <laughs> until jeff like could not handle anymore and then he ripped the bag off but that's, that's crazy he i'll say that he got a little bit more of the extreme right. experience yeah. there he's a veteran right and he knows them mm-hmm. so i'm sure they they were from comfortable enough to like push right. it right but i will say is i was a i was a first time blackout goer that time and i got i got quite a quite a whipping around I, got, so. I gotta say like what's more frightening going to blackout knowing you're gonna get touched or knowing that there was porns filmed there <laughs> uh, you know we were sure to bring lots of hand sanitizer <laughs> and um you know spermicidal <laughs> disinfectant <laughs> that's just because it was filmed in a place right 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 um i was getting a little more scared there okay um <laughs> and you, i'm guessing you've been to some haunts this year i have what's your favorite one so far Oh, Creep LA, hands down. Uh, I just went two nights ago, actually. Um, So Creep LA, they've been putting on haunts since 2015. This was their fifth year. And... Have you gone every year? I have gone every single year. And sometimes... So you're the veteran there. I am. I am (laughs) a dedicated fan of uh, Creep LA. And they're... um, a smaller production company but they keep growing and when i say small i don't mean small scale productions they really put on a full show and their actors are incredibly incredibly talented like they are so creepy that even the ones i know in real life i'm like how do you turn on your creepy factor when you're hmm. so cool when i'm hanging out with you um but they uh, put on a show this year called house of creep and it's running through the first weekend of november so Listeners, if you're in Southern California, I highly recommend going. But they, it's the idea is that it's an art show, but the art is alive. So these characters hmm. were um, w- these characters were humans that once had lives, but then these artists came in and turned them into this dark and twisted type of art. So they all have these kind of crazy backstories. Um, all very creepy. Again, this is an experience where people can touch you. They'll lead you into their stories. They're not uh, quite as Aggressive. Aggressive. I was I was gonna say violent because no one's really been violent, but they're not as aggressive about it. But they will. Um, uh, for example, I mean, no, I'm not gonna give spoilers. But um, I did not. No spoilers. <laughs> I I really got the full experience because with experiences like that, the more you interact, the more you get out of it. But that if you kind of just want more of a backseat ride, um, actors are pretty good about noticing that and if you're not really if you're kind of backing away and interacting they're not going to push you right whereas someone who's like really adamant about interacting they'll take you a little bit deeper Hmm. yeah yeah that's cool yeah so i would say it's nice when they um play off of your energy Mm -hmm. so 
you get what you want to get out of it. Exactly. Basically. And there's a bar within the haunt. It's a 75-minute oh. experience, and you can get booze. So That's awesome. Nice. That's, a, that's a bonus in any yeah. situation. Yeah, even, so I- <laughs> even though I don't particularly enjoy scary things, the story behind that sounds really interesting. That's cool. like, I don't know. Yeah, I think by the time this episode airs, there'll be one more week of, yeah. of yeah. that hunt. And highly recommend. Yeah, cool. So you got one week to check that out. Creep LA? Okay. <laughs> Creep LA. Cool. Um, ooh, I like this one. Uh, have you been into, into any actually haunted locations? Like whether it's a house or <sighs> something like that? Or? Well, I'll let... Uh, there's a few haunted locations I've been. Okay. Um, I'll let Katrina tell the story about our sorority house. <laughs> Because I feel like she experienced a lot that more there. literally just popped into my head right before you said that. Because I was thinking, like, what is she going to say? Oh, I know exactly what she's going to say. <laughs> I feel, I, I mean, we've both had different experiences there. But yeah. um, we'll, we can, I can let you talk about that. All right. Hey, God, here. So we lived in an old house. Our sorority house was built in the 20s. Yeah, and it was big, too. And it was pretty big. Um... So, you know, just typical old house things on top of some very ghosty vibes. Um, And it depends on, I guess, what you think and what you believe in. But we had many occurrences where, like, some of it was just stuff that I'm like, oh, it's just an old house. Like, the lights would flicker. (laughs) Um, For me, I'm like, that's not proof that there's a ghost. Um, But you know when you're sitting down to read some tarot cards and the lights flicker it does add some ambience <laughs> so there's that uh that happened a couple times uh but more than that we would hear um like giggling like a child giggling we would hear footsteps up and down the stairs when no one else was home uh cabinets and doors opening and closing uh stuff like that we'd hear quite a lot um <laughs> And my sister, Sarah, who is a little more, I don't know, open to, like, paranormal things like that, one day was home alone, and she she kept hearing and someone go up and down the stairs. And it sounded, she said, like a little kid playing. Like a little kid running up and down the stairs. And she was like, who the hell is running? <laughs> like, she's trying to take a nap. Who's doing this? And then she, like, went out and realized no one else was home. And all the doors were closed, and it was, like, middle of the day, so no one had stopped by. And so she went back upstairs, and was just kind of like, that's weird. And then she started hearing, like, the running again, giggling, and, like, a cabinet opening and closing. You see, if I started hearing that, I'd be like, well, it's time to go outside and walk in the park. Well, <laughs> Until it, everybody else comes home. And like, we kind of all, like, see, like, had little pieces of that, but I think that was definitely, like, the, exp- the one experience that was, like, really, really complete where, like, all the stuff was kind of happening at the same time. Um, and Sarah said she was pretty sure from the way it was that it was probably, like, a like I think she thought it was a little boy um, from the way it sounded and everything. But we, all of us, had moments where we were, like, you just get a feeling. And you're, like, ooh, like, something else is here. Something mm-hmm. else is happening. And I've actually lived in a couple houses that I've had, like, things happen where you're, like, What's making this happen? Mm-hmm. Like my oh, my least favorite is when like toys would turn on mm. in the middle of the night. Well, Furbies my, are made by the devil. Well, yeah, so. but yeah. not just the Furbies. <laughs> there was other ones that we had. Um, we had like straight up like poltergeist things happening. Yeah, That's and no a one time you. too, um, 
one of my friends was over sleeping over at a different house and all of a sudden the shower turned on in the bathroom awesome <laughs> and like woke us up like it was that and I don't remember what else happened and then yeah we all woke up and we we're really freaked out because it was like super random why did the shower turn on um but again that was a really old house that we were living in uh so I've had a few different experiences where I've lived places and like random things have like turned on or started blinking or you know just weird things happened and you're just there's no real explanation for mm-hmm. it and usually that doesn't really freak me out too much because I'm like, at least it's not, nothing bad is happening. It's a little weird, but nothing bad but is I'm happening. <laughs> right? I have all my limbs. Right? And they're like, <laughs> like that much. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so definitely, but at the sorority house, we did, I feel like everyone, we had like eight people living there, and everyone had a, a story from a separate occasion of like, okay this happened okay this happened so we all kind of agreed that the house was probably haunted mm-hmm. um but we all just said nice things to the ghost and and hoped nothing said bad nice would things to the ghost. We, we did we would try to you know be kind to the others who shared our environment mm-hmm. and just uh keep going that was our our take on things all right <laughs> solid plan yeah any other haunted places you've been um, a few. So there's always the ones that you go to expecting to feel or see paranormal mm-hmm. activity. Um, but You've been really. to the Winchester house, right? Yeah, I was just going to say, the Winchester Mystery yeah. House. I've done that um, one too. That one's fun. Yeah, I've, I <laughs> went there the first time when I was 10. And then I recently went back last uh, this past summer. And it's really cool. you know. You, Have you done the nighttime tour for that? I haven't done the nighttime tour. Because really, that that's a recent addition, isn't it? Yes. And I, I want to say that they don't do it all the time. Right. It's like they do it every Friday the 13th. Because yeah, oh, obviously. Way to be festive. Winchester <laughs> Mystery <laughs> House. Festive. Um, so on brand. And then I think I think they have like a month during Halloween season where they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't made it in either of those times. So yeah, That had to be one where like you're on your way up back to visit home or something and yeah, do it because yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of far for us it's yeah it's a good six hours uh, from here yeah but worth it it's totally i love i love that house and just the history behind it's really interesting i think there's actually um you can and we what we did is we listened to the lore podcast on our way up because there's an episode oh. about the winchester mystery I've been house meaning to start listening to that yeah fun fact creep la uh, partnered with lore one of their years oh. and did like a whole haunt based on those stories oh that's cool yeah it all comes full circle uh, <laughs> cool. but yeah but there's also the queen mary um yeah. the queen we mary. live right next to the queen mary one we've never done that one well, I've been on the Queen Mary. Yeah, we've been on the I, Queen Mary. Why but... would I go do the thing? Right. No, you wouldn't. I would. Well, if it was the ghost tour, I'd do the ghost tour. Okay. I, I don't mind that. I just don't want people jumping out. Yeah. The Queen Mary grabbing the, me during <laughs> even during Dark Harbor, which is their Halloween yeah. uh, event every year. They they usually have you can go do like they do like multiple ghost tours per night, and it's part of the event, like part of your admission is oh, you that's can go cool. do. It's like a mini one. I think it's only about 20 minutes long. Yeah. Whereas I think you can get like an hour long tour if you go off season. But um, that, oh man, that one is so, cre- the creepiest thing to me. And I don't know why this is so creepy, but they take you down into like where you can see the giant, is it? A the run- engine room. The engine room. Yeah, they take you can see the like the, the propeller yeah. inside the water. And I don't know why, but every time I, I look at that, I just get like, 
freaked out. Something yeah, because, about it, being well, because it's got a bunch of stuff on it and everything. And you're thinking like, oh, oh someone's going to crawl out of it. And- it's so uh. creepy. And it's dark in there. And like the only thing that's lit up is actually below the ship. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a giant and it's in the ocean and it could turn on at any moment. Then what if we die? I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I get a very eerie feeling looking at that. It's almost like, it's almost like sublime. Like you're looking at this thing that's so much like greater and bigger than you. And you're like, oh my God. And I'm just standing, staring at it. And just, yeah. I don't know. Can you imagine working in that location? Oh, no, 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 no. Like, back when it was an actual engine room? Like, that'd be nuts. That'd be crazy. Oh, thank you. That (laughs) sounds super creepy. Uh, You mentioned the ghost tour on on Queen Mary. Have you done any ghost tours? Yeah, one ghost tour. So, for Katrina's bachelorette party, uh, we went to New Orleans. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which is such a spooky place. Which is just like a creepy, like... I forgot you guys did a ghost tour there. Which is so funny, because you're so not into spooky, like, spooky things, but, like, New Orleans, you're all down with that one. I have these weird, like, lines that are okay and not okay. <laughs> it's like a game of pickup sticks, though, because yeah, those lines kinda, are all over the because, place. Because, like, ghosts, totally cool, whatever. I can handle it. Anything paranormal, like werewolves, vampires, super into it. Serial killers, get yeah, out, see, get out that, right now. That's not spooky. That is that's, not that's, okay. Yeah. Any, like, jump scares, Why? I, don't, I don't feel like I need that in my yeah. life. My heart doesn't need to stop. For fun, right? Who says that? No, no one. So how how was the uh, how was that that New Orleans ghost tour? It was it was pretty good. Yeah. It was yeah. It we learned more. I feel like any any of those type of like city walk ghost tours. Um, it's really about learning about the history of the place. Yeah. And then through the lens of haunted experiences so we learned a lot about new orleans history and um like voodoo and the people like what how women were perceived that were thought to be like witches so Mm -hmm. um we got a lot of that history and they showed us a lot of the locations within new orleans that these events would happen um we didn't really there was one part where they told us to like look in a corner like oh sometimes you could see the ghost up there so we all were just kind of like staring at this corner for a while i didn't see anything i didn't see anything either when we were there i did you know they spent like the whole that was like the end of the tour right oh that was like the 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 inner the bathroom break the bathroom bathroom break break so they've already kind of been like you know getting you into like that spooky creepy in the mood yeah um so you you know you're standing out there in like a dark courtyard with a bunch of people you don't know staring into the darkness. And so you kind of get like a little bit of a feeling where you're like, I'm either gonna feel really dumb right now or I'm gonna be like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Um, but we didn't, but then when we left, one of the ladies who was on the tour was like, oh my gosh, look at my picture. And she had a picture on her phone and there was actually like trick of the light or whatever, but there was a ghost in the picture. Mm-hmm. And so then we were all like, so that was pretty cool because it was just like it it would have been dumb if the tour guide showed it to us but it was just like a random person on the tour and so that was like you know one of those things where it just makes it really fun i don't know it was while all of us were just like oh my god it was there did you see (laughs) it happened happened. keep in mind this is a bachelorette party and we we, may not have been a hundred percent sober for this walk what did we mention you can bring drinks with you in New Orleans? You can walk with booze in New Orleans. Yeah. It's a real great thing. So who knows? But we had a grand old time. And yeah, I do agree that most of it is like very interesting for me because I do tell you a lot of the history 
And, you know, most of the time if they're talking about a haunted place, the reason said place is haunted is because someone died there. Right. So it's just like these weird little stories that you're just like, is this real? Did this really happen? And just some really interesting little tales that... It's almost like the stories they tell, they're so far-fetched that they have to be real. Yeah. Like, the details are like, nobody made this up. Like, that... Nobody's that Nobody would put these things together (laughs) in that order. Yeah. Uh, Oh, here's another thing you're into, is escape rooms. Uh, uh, we we do escape rooms, but we do like the fun like oh you're in a 1950s house you have to get out because right. one of you is the mur- one of you is the murderer and we're trying to figure out who it is. Uh, it was her the last time we did it. I know I that was makes the sense. killer. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you do more of the like. Well, yeah. You you feel like stuff. you're going to actually die. <laughs> escape rooms. Yeah, I I mean I I will say I'll, I do a blend. There's some a blend. Um, there's a really cool one that's like you're trying to help a guy not get framed for like robbing an art museum. Okay. So that's one not okay. quite like you're gonna get killed, but that sounds um, like one we would do. Yeah. So I mean, the first one that I ever did, you, you guys were there. The yeah, the basement. Yeah, the basement. Yeah, I was gonna say I forgot that you were there for that, that one was too. Terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that one again, there's you know, well they were, suppre- there were actors yeah. in that one that would try to. Sometimes they would try to help you, and sometimes they would really try to not help you. And uh-huh. so I threatened one of the actors with a yeah. punch to the face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't actually punch him, but you threatened. I to threatened punch him. with a punch to the yeah. face. They wouldn't leave me alone, and they didn't believe me when I was like, "Okay, I'm not having fun. Please stop." <laughs> so then I had to go with, "If you don't stop, I will punch you in the face." <laughs> and then they kind of like hesitated, but kept going, and I was like, "I am not joking. <laughs> I." am going to punch you. And then they left me alone. So, pro tip, if they won't leave you alone, threaten violence. Yeah, but don't do violence because- Don't actually hit them, because then you have to like abort the mission and nobody wins. And probably get sued and- Who knows? Assault and I don't think I signed any waivers. We did. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. Put your face on a, do not let her in. Do not let her in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was your uh, what's your favorite escape room you've done? Do you have a favorite one oh. or a best one that you that you've done? Or like a really good company that you like yeah. using? I mean, honestly, I really love the basement. They have mm-hmm. um, multiple escape rooms, so the the basement is kind of their it's the first one. Yeah. Then there's um, the boiler room, which is part two. The basement was one of like the first ones that kind of came around too. Yeah. They. I don't. I don't know if they were like the first, but they were the first one to really market. They were in like the first big. wave of mm-hmm. like yeah. popularity. I would say. Yeah. They. They put on great, high-quality escape rooms. Um, creepier, for sure. Um, yeah, I liked the, they have multiple rooms. I liked their, the variety of um, like puzzles and things mm-hmm. you had to solve there. Yeah. Because we did one a little while ago. That one, I was really annoyed because... I don't remember where we went. But the the guy gave us clues before oh, yeah. we started. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was annoyed. We were also like the last one. I think he wanted to go home. I was like, why would you do that? And then, like... It was really I easy. I was like... It was really easy. But, so I liked the basement for the variety mm-hmm. of the clues. And even though it was, like, kind of, like, you would have warned me ahead of time that it was, like, creepy, like, setup. So I already was, like, so in my head. had that mentality. I was like, okay, they're trying to creep you out. So I just kind of ignored the backstory. <laughs> and then just focused on the puzzles. And right. I was fine. Um... But yes, yeah, so that worked for me. And but I really, they did have like a really cool. They had so much going on. I feel like that was probably the one that I've been to that had like the most variety. And mm-hmm. I don't know, 
um, like the coolest puzzles to solve. Yeah, and that one that one looked very realistic too. Like yeah, it looked it like you. I mean, you kind of were in a basement yeah. when you were there, so <laughs> that kind of makes sense. But uh, but yeah, do you have any other like spooky things that you've done that we've kind of missed and? Well, there's, um, you know, there's, if you're going to go theme parks, I'll have to say this year, Not Scary Farm. Um, they did a really great job. Cool. All, a lot of, there's a couple new uh, mazes, some returning. Uh, there's now a spooky puppet show. Nice. Kind of funny. I know a couple of people that do that. The, they're, they're scarers. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys I know pretty well, he's one of the uh, the fat twins. That, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's he got that this year. So nice. and th- that th- that character's been around for yes. since like the eighties. So yes, yes, yeah. And Sarah Marshall and and so I, I love and uh, there's and at not scary farm. There's the Halloween Hoot Nanny, which is like <laughs> that I live fun. for. It is you would love it. It's the, they turn <laughs> they turn the log ride into like a Halloween. They, I've they heard of deck it. Deck it out. There's they like make it like a really cheesy. Yeah. Vampires. There's an alien and there's like a sheep or a goat. No, a goat that's like <laughs> jumping over a UFO. It's yeah, amazing. Alex was telling me about that. He Can said it's I really fun. Can I just pay like for like a little bit and just do that? Well, do just they do that one during the, the day before <laughs> like, it's... Like, before. have, like, a special little hall that where nobody's going to creep me out. Because during the day, <laughs> during the day, knots is just knots, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, so, I like, is that this, is the Hoot Nanny, is the Hoot Nanny, like, still around during the day, or is that only during Haunt? I would imagine, I mean, I can't imagine that they, they would it, redecorate right? every night. Or, like, have it closed during the day. Yeah, they might. I don't know. probably have it. open. Questions to Especially because it's the log ride. Like, in the day, it's you want to get soaked because it's warm. Right. Yeah, and I imagine, and plus they do have um, the Snoopy, the Snoopy, uh, not Snoopy Farm or yeah. Spooky Snoopy Farm. I spooky something Snoopy. like that. It's, so it's like a little more a kid friendly yeah. Halloween experience. So Katrina I friendly. Yeah, <laughs> so Katrina friendly, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I am going to be going soon to see the Seance, which is Crossroad Escape Rooms uh, or Escape Games. They so they're an escape room as well. They're really mm-hmm. fun. You each get kind of a role. Like there's like the prom queen and the jock and the and the detective, and you all have mm-hmm. to work together to escape. That's their escape room part. And then they have a new one too that's a little more circus themed. But they're doing a thing called the seance right now. It's like a it's more of an immersive show, and there's a ton of puppets in it. Hmm. And and I think it's you're like part of a seance. That's cool. Thing. That and I think cool. I think I think that would also be a, a Katrina friendly experience from what I've heard. It's not a very jump scary right. type thing. It's not supposed to be super like bloody gory gross. Right. Um, and that's another one of those weird sticks that you don't pick up. I don't the gore is not that bad for me. <laughs> really? Katrina has a world of mysteries. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just gonna start taking you places and being like, I don't know if you're gonna like it or not, but we're gonna find out. Yeah. But this that seance thing, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, so that's something I'm planning on doing soon. But I mean, I could I'd go on and on. Have you have things. you done the the Disney like that little spooky their Halloween? No, thing? I've no? never been to Mickey's Halloween party. That's what um, it's always about. just I mean, I've heard people who go have a great time. You get candy, you get to dress up in a costume. But yeah. Katrina's um, been. And, I, I worked. Yeah. I worked the well. You know, yeah, I worked. I worked the the party. I was on. Uh, I was on Jungle. Oh, okay. Uh, at that time. Yeah. yeah, and it, it looks totally fun, but I don't know, just like dropping that extra yes. money for just being able to wear a costume. And I don't know what it is this dollars. year, but I know when I was working, it was like 80 something dollars. Yeah. But people say like you walk out with like 80 something dollars with a candy. Which, like, I mean, if that's you get what you want to spend 80 dollars on, not. 
and you love candy. But then it's also homes. like if you want to spend the extra eighty dollars to have no lines for any of the rides, because when even like there when I worked, I worked Indy, I worked Indy one of those ones, and Indy was a walk on all night. Yeah, yeah from awesome. the people that I know who've paid to go, um, they say the reason you go is well, one, if you're like a cosplayer and you want to wear a costume, like mm-hmm. great opportunity. But more often, it's that you can get on all the rides. Uh-huh. And um, people really like the, sh- the little shows. Like the I'll say their little Halloween parade shows, that they do which with those, the Headless uh, Horseman. Really the Headless cool. Horseman is really cool. They use uh, the uh, the horse Dallas, the all-black horse. Mm-hmm. And that one, it's funny because I know the names because I also did vehicles, so I knew all the horses. <laughs> but they use uh, Dallas, who's the all-black horse. And he's okay. the biggest one, one of the biggest ones. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure someday I'll dump my money into it. And then I I'll be like, man, I guess this was an okay idea. Yeah. The mo- the, I feel like I want it to be less money than it is. Yeah. yeah. But that's how I always For feel about Disney. Disney. I know. You yeah. Know? <laughs> well, I mean, even like the other ones too. Like the other ones cost cost a bit to go sure. to. Sure. But, but if you're traveling out here and during Halloween time, I would say There's at least try so to visit one of them. There's Universal, things. like the main theme parks. Mm-hmm. You got Universal, Universal Knots and Disney. Oh, yeah. They and all have them. You've done Universal too. In the past. But what's your take on Universal? So Universal, I mean, they're they're a, a movie, st- a film studio, so right. they're going to give you some pretty high-end Yeah, the, their props their are going to be really awesome. Their production quality is great. Um, the only, my only issue with them is, is that if, unless you buy the, like, fast pass system the there, unless you give them yeah. more money. So unless you get more money, you're waiting two, three hours just to go through a five-minute maze. Mm. And that's just, I mean... So much it, time. it better be like it better be like Ryan Gosling shirtless with blood dripping down him. If I'm gonna wait that long to go through, <laughs> I'd go to that amaze. Yeah, then I might wait two or three hours, but <laughs> it's 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 not. And and over the last couple of years, um, you know, I have friends who get to go to the press events, so they don't wait as long. They get to see everything. They've just been like. You know, it, it's it's cool, but it's not it's not worth the money or the wait lately. Mm-hmm. So I've just been going to knots for the longest I wait is like forty five minutes for a maze, yeah. which is a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, yeah, which is about the same you'd be waiting for one of the attractions, anyways. Exactly. So it's it's about mm-hmm. the same. But yeah. Nice. Anyways, yeah, you is, could probably talk spooky things all day. Did you have another question? Day. Oh yeah, I did have one more question. Okay. So is there any like spooky destinations that you? Kind of like in the back of your mind, like, oh, one day I want to go check this out or do that. Anything? I have one, I think, that I've been like lately been really wanting to go check out. I would love to go to Salem. Same. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and see some of the, um, like the trials, the like the, tri- witch trial like stuff. the sites yeah. of the trials, like the witch museum, the hanging, where they did the oh. hangings, the burnings. Like, I think those would be. I mean, it's really sad, but it would be really interesting to learn about that history and, like, maybe see a, a witch ghost and be that like, would be Hi, super cool. I'm like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something. And I feel like, I don't know, lately I think I've just seen a lot of people that we know who've been going, so it keeps getting pushed to the mm-hmm. front of my mind. Mm-hmm. But it's always kind of been something that I thought would be really interesting to check out because... I love all things history, and yeah. I like that it well, witches yeah, and ghosts and those types of things are also like one of those. As it's typically not, like. it's typically not American history for you, but not that's the, that stuff down here. But your that's alley, a though. really interesting, yeah. um, very complicated sort of point in history where yeah. I don't yeah. know. There's just a lot there to kind of like. 
I know every time it comes up as like a crossover in a show, you're always like, oh, I'm super interested. Yeah, you're like (laughs) totally down for that episode or whatever it is. It'd also be interesting. I don't know if you guys have watched um, The Haunting of Hill House on (laughs) Netflix. I've been thinking about it because you keep talking. I know. And well, because Taylor said she thought that I'd probably be okay because it's more like ghost. Maybe I'll watch like a couple of See, I'm not as good with ghost scary. With ghost scary for me, like that stuff's too real for me. It's uh, the story is so well done. The characters and if it's a good story, I can Mm -hmm. usually like push through. I absolutely and they're coming out with a next season. It's gonna be a different. It's gonna be a lot of the same actors, but it's a different house, a different haunting. Mm. And I think these are based on real places. And I would love to like do a trip and like go to the actual locations of like let's go to Hill House, let's go to. what was where like Blair Witch? Yeah. Right. And like all those different like where the real house is. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. I think I, I don't remember what it was. A couple years ago, I remember looking up. It's probably been like five years now. Um, looking up like Dracula's castle. Ooh. I feel like that would be super fun. And they do like some different tours and stuff. And I want to say they used to. I don't know if they still do, but I think they used to. You could rent out a room and like stay there, which of just sounds you could. so cool. I mean, that'd be um, cool just to stay in a castle. Yeah. That'd be but super like, awesome. a spooky vampire castle. Yeah, just bring some garlic with us. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I always thought that'd be pretty fun. That I feel like, fun. too, there's a lot of places... Anywhere there's, like, been a lot of history, I feel like it's easy to get those, like, ghosty, spooky vibes, which are... But, you know, I feel like... If you're... Uh, if you're open to that it. one uh, that one place that we stayed in New Zealand uh, where it smelled like sulfur uh, because it was next to the... It was like the Prince something, yep. or that place felt haunted to me. I could like, see that. Yeah, it was like, a very old. It was a very old. old like building. I was just hearing noises and stuff, and I was like, I just need to go to sleep. Otherwise, I'm gonna keep myself awake all night listening to these sounds. And that's so but, funny. Yeah, because that place was really old. Yeah, it was. I think built like in the eight late 1800s. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Quite old. Yeah. All right. Any other spoopy things you want to talk about, right? Uh, I don't know. I think we gave everybody some good information to chew on. All right. Well, I think we're going to end this with uh, with guest number one for this episode. We might have some shorter guest interactions with other people, but I think uh, that does it for our spoop with Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> spoop with Taylor. All right. So our next one, we have Carl. Uh, you won't hear Katrina's voice in that one because I actually work with Carl and he said he had a spooky story and I just happened to have my travel mic on me. <laughs> travel mic, who has that? We do. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, this one is Carl's adventures through, actually he has kind of similar stories in both of these, so it's actually pretty interesting, but uh, spooky in a different way. Take it away. Okay, so Carl and I were actually just at work together talking, and he was telling us a horror story. Horror story? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so um, which one were you going to tell us? I was going to tell you about the time that I almost didn't come home from New Zealand. Oh, I, I tried to not come from New Zealand. No, I, I wanted to stay <laughs> as long as I could, too, but, um, you know, eventually had to leave. So... <laughs> Uh, I was out there in summer of 2018 with uh, my college's top jazz band. We were touring out there for about 10 or 14 days. Fancy. Yeah. And finally come to leave. Uh, we were leaving from Wellington mm-hmm. and we're supposed to catch a connecting flight up to Auckland and simply fly home from there. 
and then Wellington's like the south west, yes, right? It, it is, yeah. Uh, kind of the major, besides Auckland, the major city on the North Island. Yeah. Um, so, technically, with our flights planned, we had about, I would say, an hour layover in between, plenty of time, you know, for leeway. That was until we started noticing that our boarding time started increasing. Yeah. First by five and 10, then 30 minutes, and then it was an hour and with no explanation. And we found out that a bird had flown into our engine oh, of good. our uh, connecting flight. Oh man. So we were trying to figure out a new plane to get onto. Yeah. So luckily this, this Connecting flight was about 45 minutes just like going from LA to San Jose. Uh-huh. Super short. However, when we landed, we knew we'd have to rush to our gate to make sure we could get back to the mainland. I'm picturing like Home Alone. It's very, very much Home Alone. Okay. Um, now, what I didn't know was that from where we had landed to where our gate was, mm-hmm. and I don't exaggerate this, was literally the complete opposite end uh, of yep. the airport. We've been there. And you have all of your suitcases and our instruments, too, with us, too. So we're booking it up these stairs, going through. We get to our check-in zone, and then we find out that we have to fill out um, a customs travel form, too. Oh, no, because you guys are are leaving. We're leaving, so we're filling out the customs form. We almost run past it. Finally get to the main check-in gate Mm -hmm. with our... uh, our instruments to, mm-hmm. you know, hand over. And they're telling us and telling me to calm down. You're fine. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm not because your airport is yeah. much larger than I anticipated. I am not okay. I am not okay. <laughs> um, get through that. And then right before, when we, once we get to our actual semi-gate area, mm-hmm. there's someone else asking us just basic general security questions, making sure we're still not terrorists, which is adding on an extra five minutes. Right. At this point, every minute counts. Yeah, every every second. Like, we're we're already behind. Yeah. Thankfully, we somehow all made it onto this plane. I was texting your sister, and the only thing I was able to communicate to her Uh prior was a bird hit our engine. (laughs) <laughs> and then I we lost Wi-Fi, so oh then my God. she's thinking that I died right, right. on this flight. Oh, man. As soon as I make it to our actual plane, I had to go into the bathroom to get Wi-Fi just frantically, and right. I just said, we made it. That's <laughs> it. We're, we're alive. We're okay. But I will never forget how just one little mishap like that and having to run across an airport yeah yeah and you know birds birds and airplanes don't mix no there's not a good the laws one. So of I, aviation I, I imagine you said the bird hit the engine supposedly that's what i, I, I imagine wouldn't they have to like decommission the plane for a while or something yep. like that because yep. that's, maintenance and yeah they'd have to like rebuild a lot of stuff that's crazy yeah that's crazy stuff <laughs> well at least i mean you're here you made it back yeah somehow in this recording studio <laughs> right and this is actually the closest to an actual recording studio i would say i would say so yeah yeah we're we're in a uh, at a high school we work at we're in one of their practice rooms we're soundproof today we are Woo, but yeah. it's still echoey because it's like like hard walls um <laughs> uh you had another story right? oh yes um somewhat tailing on missing or delayed flights right uh 
This time in Europe, I was flying out to meet up with my cousin. Man, you almost travel as much as we do. I mean, almost as much. <laughs> I hope so, eventually. But I was supposed to meet up with my cousin in Amsterdam. Um, and... I was also with our jazz band again previously, but this time we were in England for a tour. Mm -hmm. But we had to come back to perform at the Playboy Jazz Festival. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I would have stayed out and done it, but I had already planned for this trip, so I did the performance and then went over to LAX right after. Um, however, my flight was supposed to leave at 10. Okay. And we ended up not taking off until 12.30. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, so you can imagine... Talk about a delay. Yeah, you can imagine a delay. And also similar situation. We have an hour in between flights. Yeah. So by the time we were landing was when I was supposed to be boarded mm -hmm. onto my plane. Not boarding, but boarded. Yeah. And, of course, the pilots and the whole airline... Uh, crew were very conscientious yeah, yeah. about that and made sure that we were able to stand as we were landing, which you know is very rare in the really. The oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like as soon as we touched tarmac, they allowed us to stand up and fill in the aisleway so we could make it. I don't know if that's legal. I don't think so, but you know, customer service. <laughs> Guess um, so. So we get off the plane and we, we book it in, trying to obviously make it to our next gates. However, we also have to go through customs here, which, you know, Oslo customs compared to LAX is very small, minute. Right. While I'm in line, there are a group of guys who are also my age mm -hmm. uh, from Cal Poly Pomona. Okay. And they were nice enough to be like, hey, you're like us. Are yeah. you trying to get to Amsterdam? Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> One of our guys already got ahead. He's going to go tell the plane to hold it for us. Mm -hmm. Everything was going to go fine. Make it through customs and then had to go through security. And at this security checkpoint, I had a stick of deodorant that apparently was not regulation <laughs> carry-on size, so which held us back just enough to was where it they... Was just a regular stick of deodorant? Yeah, it was a stick of deodorant. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but yeah. um, so unfortunately at that point we had surpassed the 15 minutes that the plane could hold for us, mm -hmm. and now we were stuck in Norway for the evening. The plane took off. Yes. Okay. So, what do you do in this situation? Well, you go to the front desk, and it took a little bit of convincing, surprisingly, but we were able to manage it to get a hotel room from uh -huh. them, a complimentary breakfast. Nice. And a flight out the next morning. Yeah, that, that happens a lot. If you miss a flight due to um, the airline's error, they usually accommodate for you and they, they can do that. If it's your own error, they won't. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. But if it's the yeah. airline, yeah. So luckily, it was a super, super nice stay because originally I wasn't even planning on getting right. to visit Norway. So right. now I got to. <laughs> that was an, an extra added bonus. A, a yeah. stopover is what it turned into. Oh, yes. Um, so the next day. We now have a connecting flight to Copenhagen. Okay. Similar to New Zealand, had to book it across, but this one also made the right. flight. And getting to Amsterdam. But I'm not meeting my cousin specifically in, you know, Amsterdam. We're meeting in another part of the Netherlands, which is about, I believe, 45 minutes out. Okay. Um, so I had to take a train. Got it. Get down there and meet up with my cousin, who was actually there on time, and her friend, who we were staying with for that first mm -hmm. evening. Mm -hmm. Now, when we got to the train station in whatever city we were in, mm -hmm. I realized I didn't have Wi-Fi. Oh, no. And I didn't know where I was supposed to meet up with yep, them. Yep. So, 
I spent the next hour wandering around the train station, <laughs> slightly having a, a panic attack hour? of yeah. Oh man! Because you can imagine you're in a country you don't speak the language. I yeah. mean, a good majority Many of people like English speakers. English speakers yeah. So now I wasn't too worried about that, but it was just more of like, how am I going to find my cousin in this place that I've never been before? Yeah. Until I see two people walking by me and one of them looks like my cousin from behind uh-huh. so I follow them naturally uh-huh. like oh they're probably looking for me that's them and going to a gift shop it's not them oh no <laughs> you're following yeah. two people following two like, strangers they're like, probably like let's get into this gift shop see if he follows yeah, us yeah 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 so <laughs> how fate would have it at that point I turn around and my cousin and her friend were walking in right at that exact moment oh that's convenient yeah super super convenient timing but yeah, and I think what I've learned in both of these instances is that whatever negative experience you have while traveling always will make for a great story. All right, so next up, one of my friends and our listeners, Nicole, was so kind to offer to uh, put down some of her spooky travel destination stories for us and send them on over. So uh, we're not actually part of this conversation, but we're so excited to have her share her story with you guys. This was our first email from a guest sending us something to put on the episode. Yeah, so it's super exciting. I hope you guys like it and uh, get ready for some creepy tales. Hey everybody, my name's Nicole and I was asked by Katrina from the Carry On Couple podcast to share with you guys my experience of staying in a haunted hotel. Um, This was back in the summer of 2013. I had just graduated from college and my older sister um, and I had done this whole road trip all around Arizona that she planned out. And um, I was super excited. It was the first time me and her had done something like this. And when she was telling me that she didn't, she had a surprise for me when it came to the end of the trip, I kind of was just like, yeah, okay. And went along with the the ride. I didn't know that the surprise was going to be staying in a haunted hotel. (laughs) Um, As we pull into Jerome, um, the first thing you see, it was a ghost city inn. And I remember pointing it out to my sister and being like, oh, look at that, because uh, she's very much into the paranormal. She loves all of those uh, ghost shows like Ghost Adventures. And... um, I just thought that that's why she liked this place. Like, they just have a ghost theme. I didn't think haunted. Um, So we go to our hotel and we check in. We were staying at the Connor Hotel. Um, When we're checking in, my sister's asking the receptionist, oh, what's something fun to do around here? And she was talking about how there's going to be a walking ghost tour that starts at sundown, which it was kind of honing in at that time. So we're excited. And, uh, you know, again, my sister really loves the paranormal. So, of course, we're doing a ghost tour. Um, The meetup spot was like in the center of town. And um, when the guide came up, he starts talking about the history of Jerome and how it is allegedly the most haunted city in Arizona. Um, The history behind this town is actually very interesting. It's burned down multiple times and um, one of the times they kind of took a shortcut when it came to removing the bodies of the people who perished in the fire. Um, Instead of giving them a proper burial, they went into a schmooter 
and they became the foundation of Jerome. So it's literally built on the bones of its former citizens. So no wonder why it's haunted. Because <laughs> um, it's not just the hotels. There's multiple buildings within there. Um, if you do the walking, if you go to Jerome, I'm pretty sure they're still doing the walking ghost tour. You can check it out and learn a lot about this really cool little town that's had just so much stuff happen to it. And um, then he starts talking about the haunt the known haunted hotels i can only remember two of them um i think there might have been a third but the two that i remember is jerome's grand hotel which has actually been featured on ghost adventurers and the connor hotel when he said the connor hotel my jaw dropped and i literally looked at my sister and i'm like you checked us into a haunted hotel and she literally was like surprise (laughs) um i'm like Oh, geez. So I kind of, um, at that point, I'm like, all right, this is good. This is going to be interesting. Um, the tour guide was saying how, uh, they don't have permits to actually go inside any of the haunted buildings, but because we were staying at the Connor hotel, if we would like to take the tour into our room, um, with the tour, they give you those EMF meters. Uh, I only know what those are because of supernatural. And it made me feel like I was part of the Winchester gang as I was making sure that my room didn't have any ghosties. And of course that reader was going off like crazy by my bed and crazy in the bathroom. And I remember telling my, like, I think me and my sister actually traded beds because I got so freaked out after, um, after the tour, um, And when we were in there, that's when he started, the tour guide started talking about the ghost that haunts the Connor Hotel, which is actually Mr. Connor. Um, He's a friendly ghost. He's not one of the mean ghosties. Uh, Most of the stories that they say that happens in the Connor Hotel, it's like stuff going missing um, or like just little things, not not like mean ghosts. If you want to uh, know about the mean ghosts, I would watch the Ghost Adventures episode of Jerome, where they focus on the Grand Hotel, um, which does have some more scary things that happen there. Um, And I'll leave that at that, because, you know, check it out. It's interesting. (laughs) Um, So, when it came to after the... um, tour was over it was really hard to get back to or get to sleep um i think the walking tour was about two hours long might have been shorter i honestly it was several years ago i don't remember um i just remember it being very very interesting and um leaving me feeling very like i'm not ready for bed (laughs) um i remember telling my sister that if she didn't find me in my bed in the morning i most likely am sleeping in the car because i just probably couldn't sleep in that room um one of the things that i kind of do believe is when you're more perceptive to certain things you're more likely to experience them um not that i don't believe in ghosts because i do believe in ghosts but my sister believes way more than I do, which is why something happened to her instead of me. Um, she didn't tell me until we had already left Jerome uh, because she didn't want to scare me even more, I guess. And she's like, yeah, I just wanted, you know, I I did feel something. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what? She's like, I felt something grab my leg. 
And that's what woke her up in the morning. And I was just like, well, <laughs> I'm glad we're almost home now. Because I think that was, uh, we were heading home the next day. Like, the la- there was one other town we were going to stop at and then head back uh, to Kingman where she lives. And um, I remember just being so freaked out. And, like, if I had gone around this time, I think it would have been even cooler. Uh, Halloween's right around the corner, so spooky season. I can only imagine how... Um, how much they go out in this town because again like they really do push that ghost city theme all over it's a very artsy town um lots of uh like stained glass uh gems all that kind of stuff so i i totally would recommend checking out jerome and um staying in if you want the good ghosties that would be the connor hotel um the scary ghosties it'd be the grand um the jerome grand hotel but before you like book a room there i would definitely watch the ghost adventures episode uh to kind of get an idea of what you're what you're in for before you you check in so um i i hope you guys enjoyed my story sorry i rambled there a little bit um but yeah like like i said drum's a beautiful town um i would highly recommend staying there uh closer to the spooky season the better so maybe this time next year i might be in jerome um so yeah uh I hope you all have a wonderful Halloween and hope you get to experience staying at a haunted hotel at some point in your life because it's a it's always a fun story to tell. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Well, we want to thank our guests that uh, that told us stories. First of all, that was yeah, awesome. we really appreciate you guys coming through with this. Yeah, I, I hope we didn't scare anybody off or spook anybody away from doing travel like. We have our fair share of travel stories. We have one that's actually similar to that actually similar to Carl's. So we'll yeah. get to that when we get into our Australia New Zealand series. Maybe that's next. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah. Anything yeah. else? Uh, no. I hope you guys have a happy Halloween. Cue the music. Thank you for listening this week. If you enjoy this show, please share us with your friends. And us. That's right. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Seriously, we're everywhere. Everywhere. You can follow us too on Twitter at CarryOnCouplePC, Instagram or Facebook. That's CarryOnCouplePodcast. And you can also email us. That's right. At CarryOnCouplePodcast at gmail.com. Now, we're all about these free podcasts. We're just doing this for fun. Really, we are. However, if you do want to support us, we won't say no to money. Just go to anchor.fm slash carryoncouplepodcast and click the support this podcast link. We have an exciting opportunity for you. You, that's right, you can be heard on Carry On Couple Podcast. What? That's right. It's simple. You just download the Anchor FM app, search Carry On Couple Podcast, tap voice message, and start recording. That's right. And if you have any tips and tricks of your own that you want to share or any fun destination stories from a recent trip that you went on, please leave us a message. The great thing is you can still listen to Carry On Couple podcast on the platform of your choice. But if you want to be heard, download Anchor FM and leave us a message. Until next week, thanks again. And remember, keep calm, carry on and travel often.